This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Before we get into today's episode, we would like to acknowledge and pay respects to the Wondry people of the Kulin Nation, who are the traditional owners of this land. We pay our deepest respects to the elders, past and present, and to the next generation who we hope to create a different future for. The best career advice that you are not getting is to invest. Hello and welcome to You're In Good Company, a podcast that makes investing accessible for everyone. I'm Maddie, and as always, I'm in some very good company with my co-host Sophie. We've been in good company like every day this week. Yeah. <laughs> we have spent a lot of time together, we actually. We have spent a lot of time together. Doing I was, some planning, some recording. I was going to ask you how you are, but I feel like I know. I think I could tell you like what you ate yesterday, like breakfast, lunch and dinner. So instead, I'm going to ask you if you have any recommendations for Ooh. me because I'm stuck in a loop of my normal content. Love it. Yeah. But I think I need to break out a little bit. I have been consuming a lot of podcasts recently, so I do have some recommendations. The first one, which I feel like I've been telling everyone, is the Imperfects podcast and particular episode Truth Versus Harmony. Mm -hmm. It is like so interesting and it's funny. Everyone I speak to say that it resonates with them. When I listened, I was like, oh, I – because it's all about um, how people tell – people what they think they want to hear to Mm. seek harmony to keep things calm instead of speaking their truth and how it leads to resentment building up anyway when I was listening I was like oh I do this like I am such a harmony seeker and I didn't but then every and I thought I was kind of like good for doing I was like oh you know not good because it's not a good thing I'm rambling (laughs) Sasha's looking at me like oh my gosh producer Sasha's here (laughs) um but it turns out it resonates with everyone. So I recommend listening to that one. And other, then, other question. Do you have any books? Because I feel like a lot of people are going traveling, trying to get away after a couple mm, of years. Do you have any books, yes. book recommendations? Um, I recently finished Malibu Rising by Taylor Jenkins Reid. And it is such a wonderful book. I felt like I was watching a movie. Like, Ooh, the imagery that. was like so clear in my head. It was great. What about you? Oh, I didn't think you were going to put this back on me. <laughs> But um, one that I actually have been loving is um, Diary of a CEO. Mm. There's this 10-minute episode, I've linked it before, I can link it again, where they teach you about a way to like get shit done during the day. And like it's pretty much you just count back from five and I've been doing it every morning. You're going to have to elaborate more. So you wake up and you're like, I don't want to get out of bed. And then you're like, you just all of a sudden start thinking of the number five and then you count back by one, you have to get up and it works. So interesting you say that because I've just been doing that without listening to the podcast, but I count back from 10 and by 10 I'm back asleep. And I keep saying, oh, okay. (laughs) So maybe five is the number. Okay. Well, maybe you also have to have the like motive to be like, when I start (laughs) with five, I'm going to do It's also like if you're on Instagram or something, you need to get back to work. Mm, It's like counting to five and then putting the phone down. Love it. It's really been working. Love the placebo effect. Okay, so we don't need to count back to five to actually get into today's episode, so let's do it. One, zero, done. (laughs) Today we are excited to be joined by Camille Sacre-Claire, 
after she sat on our panel for our sustainable investing event last month. Camille is the founder of Bloom Impact Investing, which was created so you can invest while making a positive climate impact. She's dedicated to transforming the financial system and empowering every Australian to use their investment power to create a better climate future. Welcome, Camille. Thank you for having me. Hello. So excited to have you back and to see you again after you were at our sustainable investing event last month. But we start every event. Event. We start every event the same way, do we? (laughs) We start every podcast with the same few questions as a way of getting to know you. So Camille, what's the best thing that has happened to you in the last week? I had a wonderful week, actually. So I have two things. Is that okay? Yeah, that is allowed. (laughs) So um, first of all, we have reviewed an investment I'm super excited about, which is a water and wetland protection fund. And so just having such um, impactful assets in the pipeline for our fund really makes my day. Um, and the other thing is we've been shortlisted for um, the Innovation Awards with the University of Queensland. So oh, wow. yeah, that put me in a good mood. That is very exciting. Love winning an award. And Camille, if you could have dinner with anyone, who would it be and why? So lately I've been devastated like so many other women by the sad, sad news coming from the US about abortion rights. So I would say I would have dinner with Simone de Beauvoir, which was, um, who was a French philosopher, writer and feminist activist. And I would ask her, what should we do now? Please. (laughs) And if you could be a stock or company, who would you be and why? Okay, cool. Um, I'm I'm really excited to hear about what you say for this one. (laughs) Okay. If I had to be a stock, I would be Mercury. So uh, Mercury is a clean energy company in New Zealand and they do lots of things. So ocean power, small lateral power, geothermal, onshore wind turbines and why? It's because I love to do a ton of different things and I'm bad at compromising. So I think it's a good example of a company that does a lot, a lot of things. And for a company, I would be, um, I would love to be Future Super. Um, so Future Super is a fossil fuel free, I guess, positive, um, ethical retirement fund. Um, and I, I lo- just love brands. And companies that take a stance in the world and aren't afraid to stand up and pick a fight. And they've done a phenomenal job at picking up fights with the fossil fuel industry. Just getting a little bit aggressive there with the fossil fuel industry. (laughs) Love it. (laughs) (laughs) Just just straight away. Well, Camille, both of those companies that you've just spoken about kind of reflect, I guess, what you do um, day to day, which is Bloom Investing. So I was wondering if you could give us a bit of a rundown on what the company is that you're creating. Yeah, of course. So Bloom is an investing app and platform with a climate impact mission. And the reason we exist is to help people invest in climate solutions. Now, if we take a step back, the problem we are solving is that unfortunately today, a lot of people are overwhelmed by climate change, right? And although we all do our best, and I'm sure you girls do, (laughs) those things like recycling, changing our diets. I feel a butt coming. (laughs) (laughs) I think we are missing the big picture. No, those things are really important, but we are missing the big picture. The single most important action 
an individual can take when it comes to fighting climate change is how they use their money. So how they bank, um, how they manage their super and how they invest. But sadly today, you know, investing in clean tech and climate impact, so things like solar farms, recycling facilities or green bonds is super complex and restricted to either wealthy individuals or institutional investors. And I'm here to change that. And Bloom is here to democratize climate impact investing. So we've created our own managed fund so that in five minutes, starting with just $500 with a mobile phone, anyone can invest in a diversified climate portfolio. And so I guess you might think, you know, there are a lot of other apps out there. What's different with Bloom? We're not here to compete with other apps. I mean, there are a lot of wonderful Wonderful platforms that help people get started with investing, like, you know, I'm not going to name all of them, but um, Sharesy, Superhero, and, and so forth. Bloom is here to be a super simple, impactful way to invest in climate solutions. And we want to open up access to alternative climate investments. So think infrastructure, bonds, fixed interests, and these things were not previously available individuals. I remember at the live event we had a slide that kind of showed um, the CO2 emissions that you can help save by like the um, actions that you take and down the very bottom was like you know kind of use that keep cup which you said you know it's still really important to do but then the last bit which had the most impact was investing I think it was something along the lines of 30 grand over a period of time into clean investments and I think that visualization really showed me it's like if you invest in these kind of things that's where your impact can really be. So if you're doing your recycling, if you're doing your clean cup or green cup or whatever you call it, <laughs> then really you should be thinking about investing your money because if, if you want to have impact, that's where it lies. You can scale. Yeah, that, that's, it's a matter of like scaling your impact. And, and you're right. So a, um, a recent study has found that shifting $32,000, so you know if, you're, if you are around your 30s, that maybe have around 30 grand in your super, um, a bit less, towards green finance can save 5.8 tons of CO2 per year. And just to give you a comparison with that, living car-free is 2.4 tons and eating a plant-based diet is 0.8 tons. Just just to give, and and, you know, think about how much effort it takes to shift to a plant-based diet or living car-free compared to, you know, investing or just shifting your super. Yeah. I think sustainable investing is something that I know I personally have tried to invest a lot more time into educating myself about and sort of trying to move my portfolio in that direction. I guess one of the hardest things is, you know, we talk about this term greenwashing, which basically means that a lot of companies are putting out media um, and putting out words that make it sound like it's a lot more sustainable than it is. I'm really interested to hear how does Bloom sort of go about deciding what to invest in, navigating that whole world of greenwashing, and then how can we as retail investors sort of translate that across and really apply it to our own investing? That's a great question, and and I agree with you. There is a ton of greenwashing out there, not necessarily because people are malicious. Um, it's because, you know, being ethical means so many different things to many different people. But that's about to change because ASIC recently came out with new guidelines to, you know, to help 
financial institutions um, avoid greenwashing. But um, boom, so how do we do this? We have developed um, our own climate impact investing framework that goes a step further than ESG investing or negative screening. So negative screening is just removing the, the problematic industries from your portfolio. So think tobacco, pornography, um, etc. If you remove these things, it doesn't mean that you're necessarily making a positive impact. So um, at Bloom, we only invest in assets that are aligned with our climate science framework. So instead of reinventing the wheel, um, we've used two climate science transition um, models, one global called Project Drawdown and one um, domestic um, or rather Australian called Climate Works. And these models tell us exactly what we need to invest in to reach net zero. And um, Project Drawdown has a list of 93 climate solutions. Um, so we've taken this list and we've mapped it to all the listed and unlisted companies and assets that had their core had these activities. And what's super exciting about this is that each and every um, solutions has the potential to remove gigatons of CO2 in the atmosphere. And then the second step from that is doing a robust financial analysis. So um, there's a misconception then that um, if you do impact investing or ethical investing, you have to you know, compromise on returns. Well, we don't think this way. Um, we apply the same rigor as other investment managers and we do a financial analysis on each asset. And I think as a retail investor, if you want to apply a version of this, you can first decide on a cause you care about. If it's climate change, you know, um, I think Project Rodown is a great place to start, but it could be, you know, social um, cause or... And then if you care about this issue genuinely, then find, you know, the science or find the truth of this cause, I guess, of what is really making an impact and then align align your investments with it. And when I say align, um, I can give you a tip. So with Bloom, we look at um, the revenue from a company or the research and development budgets. So this, this essentially is a simple question. Is this company or stock at its core doing this climate solution or its you know, social thing? And if it's a yes, then it should be um, in your portfolio. If it's a no, you can move on to the next. I like that tip of like kind of looking at one line item because honestly, you know, you do this day to day, but sometimes it can be really hard as a retail investor to... Overwhelming. Yeah, it's so overwhelming. And I like that you say, you know, you look for a cause that you're really passionate about. So that's like your tick. And then obviously, you know, even the other day I was comparing ETFs and I found it quite overwhelming, the amount of kind of information that's out there. But I think if maybe you look at, you know, the top five companies in each or the top holdings and maybe just have a look at if they're really suiting your cause, then that's kind of a good way to go around it. I think that's the right way to start. Look at the holdings and just Google. Google the company, have a look. Um, my tip would be to every listed company has um, a reporting, right, for their investors. And they also all have nowadays a sustainability reporting. So you can have a quick glance and see if they are genuine or not through that. Another tip is um, there's a website called CDP. That means the Carbon Disclosure Protocol. And you can, there's a search bar on this website. You can search the company and it gives a rating 
on um, environmental um, criteria. So you can quickly see a simple rating from A to F um, and you can quickly see if, if they are actually walking the talk. We love a simple rating, don't we, Mads? <laughs> Anything simple is where we want to go. We joked at our sustainable investing event about how when Hamish and Andy launched an investigation on the food health star ratings and how they realised how confusing it was. What was it, Soph? It was like it was tiny, tiny teddies. teddies. Yeah. <laughs> Four and a half star and Greek yogurt was one star. And we kind of made that comparison that when we look at this space in sustainable investing, it's like where's the easy rating system? Where's yeah. that little <laughs> scale that tells me whether something, you know, five green leaves or something. I just want to know if something's sustainable. But then I guess it also on the same token, by the same token makes a lot of sense because like you said at the start, whether something is sustainable or not is kind of depending on what that means to you and sort of really defining what sustainability means to you. We know that over the last few years, there has been a really large amount of funds flowing into sustainable investing. As a result, we've seen quite good returns on these investments. But what do you think it is about sustainable investing that's actually going to mean that good returns, excess returns continue long into the future? Mm, that's a great question. And, and I, get that, um, I get asked this all the time. So the question is, if I align my investments with my values, will that lead to worse financial returns, right? Um, first of all, I think when you take a step back and think about what it means to be an ethical company, so you think about the framework ESG, environmental, social, and governance. If you are a company that has great practices around your environmental and social and governance impact in the world, chances are you operate quite efficiently and um, you are just a good and sound company. So that's the first thing I would love to say. And therefore, it just makes sense that your performance and your returns will be greater than a non-ESG company because there's always a cost when you don't um, align your company with ESG um, credentials. But um, beyond my own humble opinion, I think it's important to also share that there has been a lot of studies that underpin um, and prove the, the outperformance of ESG. So one of my favorite one is um, a study by the New York um, Center for Sustainable Business. Um, they found, so it's a mega um, study, meaning they have gathered, um, you know, hundreds of studies and um, gathered the results and looked for correlations. And they found that 58% um, of the um, Southern research papers they analyzed showed a positive relationship between ESG and financial performance. They also found, and that's really interesting for the, the environment we're in at the moment, which is hyper-volatile, um, that ESG investing is um, and provide more downside protection especially during social and economic crises. Um, so that's, um, that's an important factor. Another thing I would love to share as well, but that's more to do with climate investing in, in, in particular. Um, I think in Australia, there has been great performance from the clean tech sector. And I would um, encourage the listeners today to have a look at Deloitte Cleantech Index. Um, so that's a, an index tracking the performance of um, the listed cleantech companies in Australia. 
Um, so clean, by clean tech, sorry, that's a bit jargony. Um, clean tech means clean energy or clean technology. So technologies that help with the environment. This index has seen a 71.5% growth over the last five years compared to just 36% growth for the ASX 200. So it's really been not performing for a long time. Um, and the most recent one, I've just seen actually this week a study from Bloomberg looking at how ESG funds were performing today, like recently in the, in the crisis we're in. And they found that um, both, like for Europe-focused, US-focused and global-focused ESG equity funds, um, they have done better this year on average than their non-ESG counterparts. Well, it's kind of like... I think what I find interesting in a time like this is that there obviously are so many social, political, environmental issues going on. And I think we spoke about it a bit last week on last week's episode. But if you do have that kind of ESG focus, which does include the social and the government governance, it does affect your company because it will depend on the type of staff you can retain, how the company is kind of going to perform. So it's kind of looking at it as a holistic thing rather than just I think sometimes we get bogged down in what's this company doing for the environment rather than, you know, the whole social and governance point as well. But, you know, you are the expert and we want to get a bit of insight into some companies that you are looking at. Let's get stock specific. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we love here. But before we do, we're going to take a quick break for our sponsors and we'll be right back to chat through them. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. So Camille, I'm really trying to look for stocks at the moment, look for companies that I can do my research and add some more sort of sustainable companies to my portfolio. So we did want to get stock specific with you today and maybe get a little bit of inspiration about where we could be looking. So what is the first company that you wanted to talk to us about today? Sure. So look, the first thing I'm going to say is climate solutions can be really diversified. There are a lot of companies across many geographies and across many um, industries. So don't think um, just solar stocks and uh, wind stocks. So today, um, I guess I can share some ideas on two themes I'm, I guess, super passionate about. So the first one is electrification of transport. So for our transport system to transition to a more electric and less um, polluting system, we need lithium and critical minerals. 
And there are a lot of different lithium companies, but there's one in particular that I think is is particularly um, ethical. Um, it's Vulcan. It's called Vulcan Energy. I was really hoping and you'd say the one that I was invested in. <laughs> it's not Vulcan, damn it. <laughs> I mean, there are there are a lot of um, a lot of them that are great, but I really love Vulcan Energy because they have created a zero, zero carbon lithium project in Europe, um, and they aim to be the first net zero lithium producer worldwide. They do this by using um, they, by using geothermal energy which makes all their process um, completely reliant on renewables. And um, they are starting a project in um, Germany to extract lithium and ship it to um, Europe. And I I think this will position them incredibly well for the future. Um, So really love this company. I know the CEO and it's a a wonderful company. Can I ask... Um, is that really expensive to do that, you know, to create lithium in a sustainable way? Like, is it, does it come with risks? Um, look, I'm not a lithium expert or a scientist, but actually using geothermal energy is quite an efficient way to transform um, lithium and, um, and store it. So, no, I think, I think it's actually quite smart to have their geothermal, um, you know, geothermal plant onto the production site. It's interesting because Sophie and I did an episode recently where we talked about different energy sources and lithium was one of them. And I actually don't think I'd quite realise that most of the time when lithium is extracted, it's not done in a renewable way. Like, mm. So it's like you think that it's this great energy and it's sustainable, but actually the way that they're extracting it from the ground is still not sustainable mm. in most instances. Mm. Absolutely. And this is why I love Vulcan so much. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, the other company I love um, is in the uh, waste and recycling space. Um, this is, you know, unfortunately, waste is increasing every day. And um, we always think of waste as, you know, our municipal waste, <laughs> the bin we um Put out the door every every week or so, but um, a big area in recycling is actually um, industrial waste. And there's a company I love, an Australian one called Sims Limited. It was actually founded in 1917, so they've been Whoa. around for 100 <laughs> plus years, and um, they provide services in recycling and circular solutions for technology. And they are now expanding to municipal recycling and renewable energy. But they recycle metals, uh, municipal waste. And so far, get that, they have recycled 660,000 tonnes of municipal curbside material. What is municipal? Am I the only one that doesn't know this? Residential, I think. Residential. Yeah, okay. residential. That's right. That's the bin you. That's that's the that's the bin you put out oh, okay. Um, okay. every week. I've yeah, learned a new right. word today. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, they've also recycled two point one million um, cloud infrastructure units and eight point six tons of secondary metals. So you know these are uh, metals from construction sites um, and so forth. So when you think of such a company, you know they deal with heavy materials it's really hard to be 
to reduce your emissions in that industry, but they have position, they have super aggressive environmental targets and they are projected to be carbon neutral by 2030. Um, and they are already committed to using 100% renewable electricity by 2025. So I love them, a huge company. They have a 2.7 um, market cap. So it's a big company with like solid um, grounds, which I think is also important in that environment. Have they always had a renewable focus or is it one of the big companies that's really looking just to transition into this space? No, that's new. That's new. They are traditionally focusing on metal recycling and life cycle services. So helping other companies be more circular and uh, that focus on renewable energy is new. We love a transition story. Yeah, we do. And I was going to say, I'm really happy about this company because I have this like ongoing fear that we're just going to be eaten up by rubbish one day because <laughs> well, when you think about the world, like there's, we produce so much, we overproduce, we overconsume. There's just so much waste. You see videos from overseas and it's like, you just see all these waste dumps and I just get so worried. It's like, are we just going to overconsume so much that we get eaten by rubbish? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like thinking Cookie Monster vibes right now, like <laughs> sitting, in the, sitting in the rubbish can. Oh gosh, we're, we're joking, but it's it's true. It's it's actually what's um, happening. Unfortunately, if if you love waste, um, I think it's a wonderful <laughs> space to. I mean, waste as in um, like an industry you want to support. Space, yeah, <laughs> clean away management is also an interesting company. Um, in Australia, they look at waste, manage, um, waste management solutions. They also look at chemical and uh, hazardous uh, waste disposal, liquid waste disposal. So um, also a great company to look at. Some great companies there. And I am really interested to know, can you point us to any resources or anywhere that you like to sort of get your inspiration when looking for new companies to invest in? Okay, I have one, I guess one tip. Um, you can jump onto the Deloitte Clean Tech Index. Um, this will give you a really good view of um, companies to invest in to cover the clean energy and clean tech space in Australia. Now, if you are looking global, um, well, jump on the Bloom website <laughs> and look at our holdings. It should give you a good um, idea because we cover over 50 different climate solutions. So if you really want to go deeper than your usual wind, um, solar stocks, um, we have great resources and we are actually about to release a complete guide to clean tech investing um, with all the stocks we've been looking at for over a year. So this will have a ton of ideas, um, all classified per, per type of impact. So, you know, wind, um, industry, transport. So, yeah. Love it. I was about to say, if you didn't plug it yourself, that after our sustainable investing event, I went home and you mentioned that you had the holdings that you invest in with Bloom Impact on your website. And I was just scanning through all of them and picking random companies and having a look into it. So that is another great strategy for getting a little bit of inspiration. Yeah, we need people, people like you doing all the hard work for people like us. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's my mission. You know, who has time to look into all the sustainability report and do the financial analysis? You know, I, um, this is our mission, making things easy. Camille, we always finish in the same way by asking, what kind of advice would you give someone who is starting out investing in the sustainability space? Look, when I look at my younger self, I wish I started earlier. 
And I wish I invested more. I started when I was 25. So don't be afraid. Start small. Build your confidence. Diversify, which is always the key word. And in this specific environment, um, this is not financial advice, but um, I think beginner investors can be too focused on the ups and downs. You have to zoom out. So don't move your money out when things go down. If you have a diversified and sound strategy, just sit tight and relax. Don't look at the ups and downs. <laughs> think long term um, is really my advice. Yeah, some fantastic insights and highly recommend everyone following Bloom Impact on Instagram. They do some great posts. Go and check out their website as well. Is there anything else you want to plug? The book that's coming? The ebook. And I mean, you know, just download um, the Bloom app. Um, there is a free version that lets you have a look at the fund and what we invest in and why. And when you feel ready, um, you can start with just $500. So, yeah. I love that. I feel like apps, downloading apps these days is like my pride and joy and like going in and just having a little sticky beak. I know that sounds so bad. We but like real insights to your brain today. <laughs> but I just love it, like usability of apps these days and I've downloaded the Blue Maps, so I would recommend. Camille, thank you so much for joining us today. We've got so much insight and I'm actually ready to go away and start Googling again <laughs> after doing it last weekend. Thanks for joining us, Camille. Thank you so much for having me. Bye. I am heading straight to the Bloom website to go and check out some more of their holdings. And I'm also going to do some more research into those two companies that Camille gave us. I'm a little bit disappointed that she didn't say my personal lithium stock, but that's okay. Yeah, no, I think it's really good. I personally have definitely been trying to increase the sustainability in my portfolio since I started. And right now is the time I'm actually doing it. So it's good to have that, that inspiration in the background. If you have any thoughts on the companies that Camille suggested, or if you have any other sustainable investments that you would care to share with the community, please either send us a DM on Instagram, YIGC podcast, or jump into our Facebook group, YIGC investing podcast discussion group. And we'll make sure we have a thread up there to share all the love. And obviously, if you've enjoyed today's episode, please share it with a friend and leave us a review. It helps us find more people just like you. That rhymed. (laughs) Beautiful. We'll catch you next week. Bye. You're in Good Company is a product of Equity Mates Media. All information in this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. It is not intended as a substitute for professional finance, legal, or tax advice. The hosts of Your In Good Company are not financial professionals and are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from a podcast. For more information, head to the disclaimer page on the Equitymates website where you can find ASIC resources and find a registered financial professional near you. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media and the hosts of Your In Good Company acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.